said it. You just have to believe it. And that's it. Dr. Anthony L. Trice, dedicated to sound teaching, strong training, leadership, and development. Prayers are being answered and testimonies all around the world. Helping change one life at a time. Find out how to be a partner with Anthony Trice Ministerial Network. And thank you for tuning in for today's message. for God and limits or boundaries something that restricts or confines us the Bible says that they limited or restricted the Holy One of Israel well Bishop tries how do we limit God by not continual continue to walk with him when you get to a place where you can't go forward or you refuse to go forward, then you limit what God want to do in your life next. How many know it's a continual journey? How many know that it's another level, it's a higher height, it's a deeper depth, but you will never experience that if you turn back? And if you read through this whole uh, Psalms, you will see that God was constantly moving he was constantly blessing them he was constantly helping them he was constantly coming to their rescue but they refused to trust him so when we don't trust God we limit him say they refuse to trust him say God is infinite and we are finite infinite means limitless we are serving a limitless God. God is not limited. Look at all that God has created. God created you. He created the seas. He created everything that exists today. So how is it that you are limiting God? Because you're having a few challenges. All you have to do is look back over your life and see how far God has brought you. Say, neighbor, he's going to do it again. Look to the other name and say, neighbor, he did not bring you this far to leave you. Watch this. All you have to do is wait for his strength to kick in. All you have to do is just wait. Just wait till God come in and he'll give you the ability to continue to move forward. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Let's go to St. John chapter 6. Say, neighbor, take the limits or take your limits off of God. Take your restrictions off of God. Take God out of your box. Some people hold God in a box. Start reading at verse 1. St. John verse 6 and 1 read. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee. He went over to the Sea of Galilee, uh-huh. Which is the Sea of Tiberias. Verse 2. And a great multitude followed him. Hold up. A great multitude followed him, and we're going to see why they followed him, because you could be following God for the wrong reasons. You'd be surprised why people come to church. You'd be surprised why people do what they do. Some people 
do things for the wrong reason and they get disappointed when they don't get the results that they think they ought to get. You have heard me say this before. God does not bless wrong motives. Your motives have to be right for serving God. Your motives have to be right even for coming to church. Your motives have to be right for what you do, what you do. And that means you got to be honest. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it to please God or am I doing it because I'm trying to get something from God? Read. Because of his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. They was only following him because of the miraculous miracles that he was performing. Read. And Jesus went up into a mountain. Uh-huh. And there he sat with his disciples. There he sat with his disciples. In other words, Jesus spent time with his followers. And how many know that Jesus would spend time with you if you spend time with him? I think that's what the problem is. We are not spending enough time to get to know who God is. When you start spending time with God, one thing you will discover is that he's not limited. Read. And the Passover. And the Passover, uh-huh. A feast of the Jews was nigh. Read. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. When Jesus looked out and saw how many people was following him, uh-huh. He said to Philip. He asked one of his disciples by the name of Philip a question. A disciple is a student, a pupil. God is always trying to teach you something. We can never get to a place where we have arrived in God. When you think you have arrived, that's when God's going to take you another route. That's when he's going to do something different because God does not want you to put him in a box. We cannot put a monopoly on God. Well, see, if he don't do it like this, he can't do it. The devil is a lie. You don't know how God's going to come. Sometimes he comes through the mail. Sometimes he comes through the roof. Sometimes he comes through the floor. Y'all talk back to me. You don't know how God's going to do something. All I need to be concerned about is that he's going to work. But do you really believe that? Do you believe that enough to hold on until your change comes? Watch this. Sometimes God stretches us because he's trying to stretch our faith. Or he's trying to stretch our ability or our capacity to believe him beyond the circumstance. Oh my God, I said something like that. Watch this. When you do what you're supposed to do, then God will do the rest. We want God to do it all. God is not going to do it all. It's something you need to do. I gave this illustration this morning that we got audited. We have a daycare and we got audited because what happened, the, the state gave everybody too much money. It was a glitch in the system. So they sent out more money over a period of time to every daycare. So they sent us a letter saying that you owe X amount of dollars although it was our fault. <laughs> so it was a situation that was out of our what? Control. So what I did, I followed the instructions. See, we got to follow instructions. How many know that instructions come with salvation? The reason why a lot of Christians are defeated and their life is in a rut because they say, but they ain't following the instant. So anyway, they said, over a period of time, we want you to get 10% 
of what we give you until you pay it back. So what I did, I started following the instructions. It was like 200 for us, like $270 a month. So I started sending them the check to pay them back. Okay, during this course of time, I started getting a letter saying that you owe X amount of dollars. Well, I know it was God because we didn't pay that into that much. We didn't pay that much into it. So it was like $4,000 we owed him that we paid off in a month and a half. Watch this, hold up. I only sent them three payments of 276. So you know what happened? God what? Because I did my part. See, God ain't kicking in because you won't do your. You want God to do it. God ain't finna brush your teeth. God ain't finna take a bath for you. See, that's something you can do. <laughs> so they send me a letter saying you owe zero balance. I only made three payments. See, this is what we do when something happens. Our first response is that we panic. We get in our emotions. I looked at the paper. I knew it was nothing I can do. So I said, well, I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I did it, and God kicked in. Supernaturally erased the debt. Watch this. For some reason, when it comes to the government, we think that we can't overcome the government. If you do it God's way, you can overcome, I don't care what enemy come against you, what foe comes against you. Okay, read. Whence shall we buy bread? Now, Jesus asked Philip a question. He said, when can we get enough bread to feed the multitude of people? Read. And this he said to prove him. He was testing him. How many know we're going to be tested? We're going to be tested all the way up into the limit. Why is God testing us to see do we really trust him? Say neighbor. Everything, big or small, is a test. God is testing you to see do you really trust him. Just in case you say you trust him and you really don't. So the Bible says God was proving him. Read. For he himself knew what he would do. God always know what he's going to do. Listen, God knows what he's going to do for you 10 years from now. God knows how your life's going to be 20 years from now. Because he's all-knowing God. He knows everything. God knows your past. He knows your presence. And he knows your future. We got to get to know who God is. We don't know God. That's why we put him in a box. That's why we limit him. The Bible says go on to know the Lord. In, in order to get to know God, you got to continue. Say, neighbor, you got to continue. You can't get stuck. You can't stop. Read. Philip answered him. Philip answered him. 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. In other words, God, we don't have enough money to buy all this bread for these people. Read. That every one of them may take a little. Verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Uh-huh. There is a lad here. There is a, a young man here. Listen, the answer was right up under their nose. The answer was already in the midst. But they can see, see, you know why you have to keep your composure when something happens? Because we get in our emotions, and when you get in your emotions, you can't hear God. So over time, God will teach you how to possess ye your soul. 
The Bible says in your patience, in your endurance, while you stand up under pressure, God will teach you how to gain control of your what? Soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. This takes place over time. You should, if, I don't know if you've been saved a couple of weeks, you ought to freak out when something happened. But you've been saved 30, 40 years, you still freaking out? That lets me know that you have not been possessing or gaining control of your what? I know we emotional. God created us with emotions because we need emotions to operate in this life. But if you're going to operate as a kingdom citizen, as a believer, if you're going to operate by faith, you got to conquer or harness your emotions. And God's going to allow so many things to happen over your time of walking with him where you should be able to gather your soul together. I understand we emotional. I'm emotional. But this is the problem with emotions. We allow our emotions to overrule the truth. See, you can't be so emotional where you don't obey the truth. That's the problem. It's nothing, get, nothing wrong with being emotional, but can you obey the truth when you do it? That's the problem. Read. Which have five barley loaves and two small fishes. It's a young man here with a two-piece fish dinner. <laughs> Say seed. This was a seed. He had a seed. You got to get a seed in order to get a what? Harvest. So the answer was right in the midst. Read. But what are they among so many? Watch this. Say two plus five equals seven. Five is the number for God's grace. Grace is God's enabling power. Two is the number of witness or confirmation. Confirm. God was confirming that I was getting ready to bring them out. Seven represents what? That means that the answer, that means that it was already done. That's why Jesus asked him a question because he was trying to teach him a lesson about how he works. God is always trying to teach you something. But are we learning the lesson? Or are we just falling apart over everything? The devil will torment you if you let him. Let me give you an example. You keep worrying about something. You've been tormented for two hours and lost your joy for two hours. Then after it's all said and done, let me, your kid, your kid's out. And you just thinking the words. Because it's just because they out. They've been out three weeks, three, three hours. For three hours, you've been miserable. Then they come home. Oh, mom, I had a good time. Then nothing happened, but the devil tormented you for three hours. With all these pictures and all these images and what you're seeing on the news and what somebody over here experienced, you've been talking, you got to fight the devil in your mind and say, devil, you are a liar. I believe God. And if you're going to believe you God, you got to let go and you got to let God if you're going to have some peace. Tormented over what if or what might be. Plead the blood and sit down. Read. And Jesus said, make the man sit down. Watch this. Make who sit down? Yeah. Say man. Yeah. 
You need to sit down. That's the problem with our men. They won't sit down. Always moving, always doing something. When are you going to sit down and listen to the Lord? Say, men, you need to sit down. You know what this represents? Rest. Men, we need to rest in God. Sit down so God can instruct you so he can speak to you. You are the head of your homes. You got to get some direction. You got to get some guidance by God. A lot of men all over the place. Say, men, men. sit down. Read. Grass in the place. So the men sat down. The men sat down. In number, about 5,000. How many men was it? 5,000 men with their wives and their children. 15,000 people. Two-piece fish dinner. Say, neighbor, it doesn't add up. Don't make sense. But how many know God works beyond reasoning? He works when it don't make sense. Say, when it don't make sense, it makes miracles. So if you are facing something that doesn't make sense, that means that God is making it, going to make it out of a what? But do you trust God? Watch this. Even, even if he don't bring me out, I'm trusting him. Even if he don't do it, I'm going to trust him. Even if it don't come to pass, I'm going to trust him. And that's the place we got to get to. When you get to that place in God, nothing will move you out of your place in God. I don't care if it's been 100 years, I'm going to trust God. got to make that up in your mind. Watch this, read. And Jesus took the loaves. Who took it? Jesus. Say, give it to Jesus. Jesus took what? Or your load. Uh, God, Jesus, take your load if you give it to him. But we hold it on to our load, our burden. We got to practice giving it to God. We got to practice turning over to God. If not, you're going to be depressed, discouraged, confused, and defeated. Say, neighbor, give your load or your loaves to God. I'm talking about your burdens. Give it to God. He said, cast all your what? Upon who? Because he what? In other words, we got to practice casting what's concerning you. You got to practice this. Reason why you weigh down because you hold on to it. I said you got to practice it. When something happens, that's an opportunity for you to turn it over to God. You know why God can't work? And when you hold on to it, you tie his hand. What does the scripture say? Cast it up on him because he cared. Why are you caring? You know why? You lack in faith. And the fight comes in. When it comes to you, turn it all over to God. It's a fight. Say, neighbor, it's a fight. But it's a good fight. You know why it's a good fight? Because you win. You just have to get in the what? Ring. 
You got to get in the ring and battle with the devil. How do I battle with the devil? By making the decision that I'm going to trust what God said. If he said it, I believe it, and guess what? That settles it. So we, listen, we got 15,000 people, two fish, five loaves of bread, and we're going to see what God's going to do. But he can't do anything until you give it to who? You got to put it in his hand. Read. And when he had given thanks. And when he had given thanks, that means he prayed over what they gave him. Read. He distributed the disciples to he, the disciples. He distributed or he gave it to his followers. Watch this. Look at the order of God. See, God does everything decently and in order. God never works out of order. So when you out of order, you limit the Holy One of Israel. Say, neighbor. Take your limits off of God and line up with him. I said earlier that what comes with salvation is instructions. You buy a new car, it's going to be an instruction manual in there. You buy a new telephone, whatever you buy, it comes with instructions. The reason why we are failing as Christians because we don't follow instructions. You say, but you defeat it. You know why? Because there's an order. There's some instructions that we got to follow. I said earlier that you have to do your part and God will do the rest. But we want God to do it all. God ain't finna do everything. He's not finna brush your teeth. He's not finna eat right for you. He's not finna exercise for you. That's something you have to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch this miracle unfold. Read. And to the disciples, to them that were set down. Notice, he only gave to them that were set down, those that was resting. See, God can't give it, do anything for you until you rest. You're too troubled. You, you, you look at the game of bat, baseball. The pitcher takes the ball and throws it to the back catcher, but he has to be in position. God cannot, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he shall receive any. God can't do nothing in your life if you won't sit down. If you won't be still. You need to come so somebody can teach you something. Somebody say amen. Read. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Read. When they were filled. When they were filled. He said to his disciples. Uh-huh. Gather up the fragments that remain. Watch this. This young lad had a seed. A two-piece fish dinner. That he had. And he gave it to Jesus. How many know the potential? Say the potential. Yeah. Is in the seed. We have to understand that God operates by what? Seeds. Look what was in this seed. The ability to feed 15,000 people. Just imagine had that lad held on to that seed. What was in this seed? Leftovers. Ah, oh, y'all don't see this. He had to release it. He had to let it go. See, we, God cannot move until you let it go. Shout little becomes much. When I place it, in who hand? We say that and it sounds good, but are you doing it? Watch this, read. 
sure that nothing will be lost. And be sure that nothing be lost, verse 13. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Watch this. This was a miracle. This was a supernatural miracle. Say, neighbor. God will put his super on your natural. So Jesus took the lad's lunch and multiplied it. He increased it to the point where it fed 15,000 people and the young lad got 12 baskets back. All this was in their what? Seed. We have to understand that we have to plant seeds. Say words or seeds. Money is seeds, and our actions are seeds. Say, neighbor, you are a bag of seeds. You're a bag of seeds. Everything that you need is on the what? Inside of you. Watch this, read. Then those men, which they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of truth that a prophet that should come into the world. Into the world. So Jesus proved himself by working a supernatural miracle in the midst of them. Shout neighbor. neighbor. Take your limits, Take your limits. Off, of off of God. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. The Bible says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. How did they limit it? By turning back. How'd they limit him with their unbelief? how they limit him? By not turning it all over to him. How many know we got to give God time to work? A lot of folks in a rush. God ain't in a rush. Some stuff takes time. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 read. As it is written, uh -huh. I have made thee a father of many nations. God spoke to Abraham, I have made thee, past tense, a father of many nations. Keep in mind he couldn't have a child. But God was calling him father. God calls things that what? As what? When God speaks to us, he's always speaking to us about our future. And the reason why we don't get it, because when God speaks, we look at where we're at now. God calls things that what? In other words, when God speaks a word to you, when you get a word from God, then God is talking about your future. He's not talking about your now. That's why we don't understand, and we, that's why we can't relate to God, because we look at the present situation. But God is speaking to you about your future. Abraham, I've called thee a father of many nations. Read. Before him whom he believed. Read. Even God. Even God, look how he worked. Who quickeneth the dead. God quickeneth the dead. In other words, God calls things that are dead to come alive. God will resurrect your ministry, your marriage, your business, whatever's dead in your life, God has the ability to resurrect it. He can cause that thing to come back alive again. Read. And call of those things that be not as though they were. Verse 18. Who against hope Who ag in What hope. is hope? Expectation. When he didn't even see how God was going to do it, he made a quality decision that I'm going to continue to trust God. Read. Believed in hope. He believed and hoped that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Read. So shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith. Being not weak in faith. 
he considered not his own body. He did dead. not take in consideration that he was impotent. Abraham did not take in consideration that he was 100 years old. One of the reasons why we don't believe God, because when God speaks, we look to ourselves. Dr. Anthony L. Trice is determined to take the gospel around the world to a people that are hurting mentally, physically, and financially. Your prosperity is in your seat. God has shown him how to be prosperous, successful, and with integrity. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, money answered all things. We would like you to partner with us. Help us spread the word of God. Sign up as a monthly partner today and take advantage of this special offer. For a love token of $30 plus shipping and handling, you will receive this prosperity package, which includes your prosperity is in your seed, a powerful teaching CD, and prosperity oil. All partners will receive a monthly CD, newsletter, and much, much more. For more information, call 314-659-8522 or visit us online at www.anthonytrice.org. You can write to us at 7200 West Forest, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. And we thank you for your support. Hey, that was a powerful, awesome word from the Lord. I would like to thank you for tuning into our television broadcast on today. We, hey man, God is doing some awesome things here in this ministry. Our members are being delivered, they're being healed, they're experiencing financial breakthrough. And I want you to experience that same anointing that's on this ministry in your life by partnering with me here at Anthony Trice Ministry. You can go to my website at anthonytrice.org and become a monthly partner. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. If ever in St. Louis area, Please come visit Covenant for Life Christian Center at 7200 West Forsen, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. Or give us a call at 314-659-8522. For more information on how to get connected, write to us or visit us online at anthonytrice.org. And we thank you for your continued support.